It's Monday, June 27th. You're listening to the Tech Breakfast Podcast, the show that brings you delicious tech news and all the hot takes you can handle with Tyler Gates, Russ Cantwell, and Aaron Bewley. It's episode 258. It's also on this day, because this is absolutely insane, AEJ Collins scored 628 runs, not out, the highest recorded score in cricket ever on this day. I don't know cricket at all, but first of all, 628 runs. 628 runs sounds absurd. I agree. That is, but, that is uh, crazy. You you guess the year, and then I'll ask you how y'all are doing. Because I just saw the stat, and it's when, that's when did this cricket thing happen? Uh huh. Yeah, it happened today, June twenty seventh. You got to tell me the year. Six hundred and twenty-eight thirteen. No. Okay. Well, here I'll give you a hint. It was the highest recorded score. It was the highest recorded score in cricket <laughs> until being surpassed in twenty sixteen. I'm sticking with my two thousand seven then. Okay. 1899. Holy cow. <laughs> I was so close. So close. <laughs> zero reference of anything cricket. Like that was the only time I've ever talked about cricket in my life. That's so, great. So aren't there, uh, there a couple different um, well. like major game types in cricket? Like one, one uh, which I assume is the one that they're referencing there. Like they can literally go forever until you've run yeah, out of batters basically it will yeah, just continue like indefinitely whereas there are i guess some newer variants that it's not like it has a time limit per se but it's just a little bit more compressed so maybe days instead of months kind of thing i don't, I don't yeah that could be an exaggeration but well, and i know i think even the shorter ones it's like your batters have to be kind of like baseball they would have to get out a certain number of times maybe three but until they're caught out or i don't I think they can be tagged too, but definitely caught. Maybe not tagged. I think they have to like hit the wickets differently if they're not if it's like grounded. But until they're out three times, like they can just keep hitting runs potentially. Well, based on what I know of your sports ball knowledge, I'm going to say none of that's true. (laughs) (laughs) You read it in a Reddit page once, dude. So this guy actually. Pretty interesting. A.E.J. Collins, Arthur Edward June Collins. He was uh, born in India. He served in the British Army. He died at age 29. Uh, he achieved this feat as a 13-year-old. Holy cow. Uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, 628 runs? I don't know what you call it. So, yeah, I think it's it it, in between the wickets when they over, hit the ball. They run back and forth. Every one of them's a run, I think. Yeah, over four afternoons so in June of nineteen or eighteen ninety-nine. Wow. Wait, so is that one game? Yeah. Yeah. One match. Well well, that's okay. I mean, and that's not even the whole game. That would just be when he was up for bat. Ugh. I don't even know. <laughs> 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 that's what I got. It stood, like... <laughs> it stood as the record until January twenty sixteen when an Indian boy Pranav Dunwadi scored 1,009 in a single inning. Goodness. Goodness. <laughs> I, I don't know what a point I mean, looks like. Are there multiple? Them, like three, I don't even know what's points? going on here. That's crazy. Okay. Sorry. We'll move off that. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing well. Tyler and I are in a race to uh, get one of the three trucks that have been ordered between the two of us. So many trucks. So many <laughs> so trucks. Many trucks. <laughs> I... Uh, it's just remarkable for those who, I mean, really I think most is. people on the podcast know that I'm, I'm getting a truck. Tyler's getting a truck. Um, Were you still on my truck? truck? Was, no, I was told my truck was ready on Wednesday morning. And uh, I told not. them I would be at the dealership at three 30 on Friday. 
And uh, my wonderful dealership that I go to um, does what's called a value add, which you pay for, which is weird. And which would put them they, into the wonderful dealership I used to go to category. Yeah. <laughs> um, they uh, they do like spray and bed liner, um, some form of something with your, they tint your windows and they do some form of like coating on the seats and they, they give you warranties for your seats and your windows, all sorts of stuff like that with this, um, with this like value add thing that they do. Well, they hadn't done any of that, um, even though they had the truck for two days. And well, they, they're still trying honest, to sell they, more trucks, probably. Well, they don't have a lot of trucks um, out yeah. there. So I felt like maybe they had time. Uh, well, we but, discussed this. They're happy to take your money and order a truck that'll show up absolutely. in nine months. Uh, 100%. It, well, th that's where it gets even better because uh, the sales lady, who was very nice, she goes, well, we can still um, fill everything out and pay for the truck today. And I said, oh, we can. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, haven't, I haven't seen this vehicle. I haven't test drove it. But but if we can pay for it two days early. How about no? No. About no. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> just just remarkable. But uh, I am looking forward uh, to getting the vehicle. Uh, but yeah, that was very disappointing. So I'm I'm actually hoping they started it on Saturday, or actually on uh, it was Friday. They started working on it on Friday to get all that stuff done. So I'm hoping today or tomorrow I will take delivery of that truck but uh tyler i believe your two have been stated as ready um mm. and ready actually means middle of july so buying cars is weird right now people that's all we're saying mind, mind you that one of them was ordered in like december and then the other one was ordered at the end of february and they will both be ready within days of each other apparently uh while oh. while one had like a black hole of updates thanks ford uh, and then the RAM actually had a ton of visibility, the updates, but all ETAs were probably just somebody with a jump to conclusions chart or throwing darts at a giant <laughs> wall magic, of random ETAs between tomorrow and 2047. Um, and so it bounced all over the place. None of it anchored in reality. None of it makes any sense. It's, uh, it got on a train. The RAM was put on a train car per, per their system. On June eighth, that's like that's <laughs> almost weeks a ago, month bro. ago. It yeah. it needed to go like two hundred and fifteen miles. Now it's fifteen miles from the dealership, and it might be there for two weeks. Jeez. Because because I don't know. We don't know. We don't know so why <laughs> that would be possible in any scenario ever. And and there's no latitude to just go pick it up or to have the dealer pick it up. Apparently. It's all just stupidness. And so I've already canceled huge swaths of our trip. And if it shows up with the current ETA, it may cost us another week or two of said trip. So I'm pretty pissed about it. Not a real happy experience. And I also have a dealer ad that I couldn't get rid of, which is beyond infuriating. Like, give me the future where dealerships are not involved anymore and I will be a happier person. I disagree. I like dealerships. However, oh. <laughs> I have a question for you. Um, I actually do. I uh, I don't want the dealership model to go away. Um, Why? But the uh, we'll get to your question. But I want to hear. I mean, that I'll say I'll state one primary. Away. I'll state one primary reason um, why. But there are two. But one of them is up until COVID, how many vehicles have you ever bought at MSRP? <sighs> 
Oh, I, I'm always gotten them below that, but exactly. Never... So the direct sales yeah. model will eliminate that guaranteed. That's a good point. So just well, if you, if you think the dealerships are the one screwing you over, I guarantee you the direct sales model will not lower the price of the car guaranteed. But you dude, if you remove, it won't happen. If you remove, you got to wonder if MSRP the goes down though. Yeah. yeah I wonder if remove, MSRP goes yeah. down on average, just because the, the lack of, of sales in between. I don't know though. I mean, that's that model, not the way yeah, the I, world I works. I guarantee it. It will not happen. Okay. So anyways, but that's not my question. My question uh, <laughs> is you obviously you ordered two vehicles. You're fighting mm-hmm. this whole time thing. Which one gets your faster? Looks like there is a legit possibility they could arrive on like the same day. So yeah. which do you go with? Yeah, that was my, uh, that was my question. Now, well, it, for a couple of things. One, it, it, the, even if they showed up on exactly the same day, one of them is in Iowa. The other one is like 30 minutes north of me. So there's that. Uh, if oh, wait, they wait you would up, have to physically go to yeah, Iowa to get it? Or, oh, or have it delivered. Okay. Yeah, no, and that's, but, that's but likely going to be the deciding point. Let's just play theory. Let's say both of them pull up into your driveway. You have to hand one of them a rose. I don't know if that right? means that's the one you're picking or <laughs> sending away. I don't know how that works. <laughs> but uh, you have to give one of them a rose. Which... or which one are you getting in? Which one are you keeping? Mm, that was a good question. I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to go through all of the options. Probably. Well, no, I don't know. I honestly, I'd probably have to drive them both. I was gonna say you'd probably one. have to drive them and like see which yeah. one made the most sense because yeah, whenever obviously everyone here knows that I'm a I'm a fan of Fords, but like the other truck brand that I'm a big fan of is actually Ram. Those are the only other vehicles mm-hmm. I looked at when I was looking for for trucks. Um, so I yeah. it it Dude, definitely would be a they have a great ride like just in general yeah. and yeah. they're the only they're the only car manufacturer that I think competes with Ford on the interior, which is just super important to me from yeah. a like purchase a vehicle perspective, like so much of my purchase is based off of the interior. Yeah. And so that's you know, exactly what I was going to say. Wouldn't help the guy move um, a friend of mine on Saturday and uh, his, we weren't using his truck. We were using a big old U-Haul, but he gave me a ride back to, uh, to his house to go get my vehicle. And yeah, the ride was immediately noticeably, I don't know, nice. Um, just the way it was, I don't know the, the way that I don't know how to, how to describe it other than like, the ride height and the basically the shock stiffness. I don't know. So, but it was a like a five year old Ram Rebel or something. I don't I don't know what it actually was, but it was really good. Yeah, cool looking truck. Cool they, have a, they have a yeah. nice red too. I'm a big fan of the red they have. Chevy has a really nice red too. I've seen some of their like trail bosses. They're really nice. But anyways, I have a transition for us that works really well here. Um, first news article of the day. Bring it. China built your iPhone. Will it build your next car? Tyler, the answer for you is no. Ooh. Russ, the answer for me is no. Aaron, <laughs> will China build your next car? Because it looks like Chinese electric car manufacturers, their their stock is going up with the anticipation sure. of orders from Apple. And so uh, it seems like Foxconn Mobile, which is actually ironically talking about like vehicles. Um, yeah is going to be, you know, focusing on building some of these. And obviously that's, you know, there's huge relationships with Apple and and China. It's, this is obviously something that's going to happen. It looks like it's, it's been all but confirmed. So 
Will China be building your next car? Um, probably not unless they start building either the Tesla Model 3 or Model X or Model Y or the F-150 Lightning or Corvette Z06 or... Mm, that Corvette's nice. I don't know, man. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, I doubt it too. Which, what uh, models are I they? I think that like, they'll be building a lot of them. What, what would it be? I, what know, would it have to be? It's going to be Apple's car. Apple's oh. EV. Like yeah, that's dude, I'm not what buying it an would Apple be car. specifically. Yeah. I don't know. Not, I think not you now, would. Dude, I wouldn't buy an Apple car until they've been making cars for five years. Something like that. Has Tesla been making cars for five years? Yeah, dude. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yeah, Tesla's been making cars joke. for 15 years. I mean, they've been making the... Um, the they've been making the cyber truck for like 15 years it seems like at this point nah haven't quite <laughs> yeah buddy made it through the road i uh no yeah, the, roadster, I just, just the tesla roadster we, came out in 2009 well for those on the show who don't remember prior to <clears throat> i'll say zook being the czar of apple for the show um we liked uh tyler and i like to uh, tease aaron about being these are of Apple, which is which is why I asked the question. I have no doubt that any car that they make will absolutely be popular in some way, shape, or form. But I am very curious to sort of see what comes to fruition. It's just interesting that it's like, you know, a lot of the EV competition doesn't really happen. I mean, it's like obviously a Ford and you have um, yeah. Tesla in North America. Like that's obviously a big deal right now. But a significant amount of like EV competition is really like aimed at China right now because they have a lot yeah. of companies that are working to sort of build um, whatever that next generation VV is. I get a lot of articles that Dude. just pop up on my phone that say China has built this 857 mile EV or something and it costs $14.50. Like there's all sorts yeah. of things that sort of come out right like that from them. So it's be easy, interesting to see sort of what comes from them because of all the things that China makes, cars are not one of them. Like we don't yeah. think of them as like that's the thing that they that they build. Obviously, they components an awful cars, lot of cars though, don't they? But, like, don't the Chinese car manufacturers produce pretty impressive volume at this point? Um, and that's probably China, that's what I wonder, they not not being shipped all over the world, but yeah, but but they do. I mean, I know Chinese cars are are available um, probably more than in the United States, like in Europe and stuff like that. Certainly, certain parts of Europe, maybe Africa, South America. I, I don't know. Like, wh what do Chinese car exports look like statistically? Well, and that's what I was going to ask. Here's another like, question. Can either of you name a Chinese car brand? <laughs> well, no. So that's where I was going. No, <laughs> but you, you have uh, like the Nissan Leaf, which is super popular. Um, but yeah. it's Japanese, right? Correct. And you have like, no one's really talking about Hyundai, but they're producing a ton of electric vehicles. Now that's a South Korean company. Um, but I don't know if the, if either of those companies leverage China to produce those same vehicles in China or I don't know. I can't, um, I, I don't know. It's difficult for me to see an American company producing a car in China and having it shipped over here. Um, but I don't it's know. It's not really hard for me to believe at all, <laughs> to be, to be sure. completely honest. I mean, so much of our, I mean, electronics, like I have one of my yeah. um, um, CISOs like uh, that that we hired recently, he mm -hmm. won't use an iPhone because it is produced in China. And like he won't buy electronics produced in China if he can absolutely avoid yeah. it, which was an interesting thing to me. I mean, I, I guess I understand it. but Well, it's and like, I think the same thing is going to happen for EVs, though, is my point, right? People yeah, are so do I. I mean, that's kind of what it, like it looks like. Mobile iPhones, like. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
Because, I, I mean, it, you know, I, I've joked for years that Tesla is just an iPhone with wheels, but in some respect, it it is, right? I mean, it's right. It's yeah. so uniquely different than a lot of the other things that have came out, which I think is going to give China an, a significant advantage in, in doing something that I just don't think of them as an area that they've explicitly specialized on. Once again, surely they have plenty of domestic cars. Maybe they have them in Europe. But like I said, none of the three of us, um, I would say at least two of us, you know, represent some form of a car guy in general, yeah. I would say can't name a Chinese car brand. So just, just sort of, yeah, an I, just, interesting point. I, I just don't see Tesla producing cars over there and bringing them here. That's not what they're doing. They're building massive um, places to build here. Ford is building massive. Like when you think about the battery capabilities required, um, Ford talked about how they're building this whole uh, uh, supply chain loop in that Kentucky area. Um, just to, to be able yep. to supply for the for the demand, and I don't see like the Ford Mustang Mach E getting built in China and getting shipped oh, over I here. I don't think see... Ford or GM is going to do that. I mean, it's going to be oh, it's okay. be the tech companies saying... that work with China oh, okay, today, like Apple. Know. That are yeah, I'm not no yeah or Ford companies that we've never heard of. Yeah, companies that we've never heard of that start producing EVs and sh- and shipping them over here. Hundred percent. But if and I'm yeah. looking at so here are. 13 major passenger car manufacturers in China in 2020. I'm looking through them. uh, Saic, S-A-I-C, Motors, uh, Fog Group, Dongfeng Motor, Bike Group, Gak Group, Geely, Chang'an. I'm looking through these and I recognize none of these logos. And there's like three luxury car brands, Way, Link and Company, uh, just there's a there's a there are a whole bunch of manufacturers. Yeah. When we think Cherry, of manufacturers in the U.S., Geely. it's like yeah, Ford, GM, I guess Chrysler right. Group, right? I guess they still kind of exist in some capacity. Like Jeep, I think is owned by Chrysler. Um, what are, what are other ones in the U.S.? I mean, I, obviously you think of like Toyota, which is Japanese, and some of those others that you mentioned. But it's like there's more Chinese car brands than I think of as brands of cars like in the world. It's just right. wild how many car brands that there are. Um, so anyways, it'll be interesting to see, but I just thought that was an interesting article. It's not surprising to me, uh, but it is, to me, China cars in America is a very, very new development. So it, it just sort of stuck out to me. Yeah, I'm anyway. curious to see how that plays out in general too, because I I have little doubt that if they started producing reasonably, you know, quality vehicles right not unlike a lot of the um just asian manufacturing in general um if they start shipping overseas they will be able to undercut prices without additional you know tariffs and things like that so i could totally see uh you know a small but eventually established safe and reliable chinese vehicle um being more popular in the united states unless we edge it out politically Hmm. Do you think the brand has to have some, I don't know. I mean, I guess it could slowly build awareness. Mm-hmm. I think before broad adoption, you would need to see some, yeah. some stats. It depends on how inexpensive it is though, to be honest, sure. uh, especially in, in the current sort of cost of things climate. If, if a vehicle that at least looks like it's going to get you from A to B repeatably and, and still has, you know, some of the bells and whistles you'd expect in a modern car, if it, showed up uh at 20k under the you know toyota corolla of today 
then you'd have buyers even if it wasn't that well established. And as long as it didn't have, you know, catastrophic failure after catastrophic failure, it would probably take hold. I just, quick. I just don't see that. Like, let's say Huawei produces a car called Espionage. So we have the Huawei Espionage. And <laughs> uh, thank you for laughing because that was a joke I was working on there. Um, and the Huawei Espionage starts shipping and it, it undercuts Tesla's price. Uh, it slightly edges out Tesla's uh, interior build quality, which isn't that doesn't require a lot because their build quality isn't amazing. I think everyone knows that. Uh, and it slightly uh, edges out their performance. Well, that's not even really a joke, but that's I mean it's serious. I saw a video this morning. Some some guy took uh, took delivery of a hundred and fifty seven thousand dollar Model X, and he's in <laughs> in the interior, and everything is just moving and creaking. Like everything he touches oh, or pulls on, it's yeah. just like, like every, anything you press, <clears throat> terrible. Every one of the Teslas that I've been in, <clears throat> yeah. sorry. Um, the I mean the interior. I mean it's minimalist by design. I really don't yeah. like it. Like I'm very unimpressed with the interior of the Teslas. So like the, the, my two biggest gripes with Tesla are just the interior overall and the lack of uh, Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. Like those are the like. Wait, I, they don't have that. One, they don't. No. Yeah, it's it's insane, isn't it? Like, doesn't what? that seem Wait, crazy? What? Yes. Yeah, there's no Apple crazy. CarPlay and Android Auto, uh, which is a major major thing for me personally. Yeah. And the. Like one reason why I liked the Ford Mustang Mach E, which apparently doesn't work, what? so that's not great. Um, there's just a lot of recalls right going on right with that. But the uh, the interior was like what I consider for a normal modern car. It was an appropriate interior, and that's why I said, you know, whenever they Ford released the Mustang Mach E, you could tell that one car company had been making cars for like 10, 12 years, and one had been making them for a hundred. So, yeah. and, and a lot of that came with, once again, I mentioned this earlier, the interior is so important to me when buying a vehicle. And so that's the, the thing that I, I hope Tesla improves upon. But the thing is, I think there's is by design. Like, I think they could make a great interior. I just think they actively choose not to because it's meant to be kind of this minimalist kind of design, which is, you know, fine. If that's what, like, if that's what people want, yeah. no big deal. I may not have one until the interior is the way I like it, but, you know, there's going to be a million other evs that i can get in the future that will have you know they'll they'll cater to people like me who want more of that i guess yeah you know overdone interior or whatever you want to call it more at least what i think of as a car interior should be especially well, dude, for the what i think you pay for yeah what i think you're going to see far before you ever see this what we're talking about from a chinese vehicle manufacturer is south korean i think you're going to see um m much broader adoption of kia and hyundai which Hyundai owns Kia, but they're coming out with some really cool stuff that uh, I've just always kind of, you know, pushed aside and ignored Kia. Um, Not that this uh, is a car podcast, but can we talk about Kia's new logo for a second? Because it's legit. Yes. I didn't know they had it. It is logo. legit. Yes. It is. Like, they did a great job with that yeah. new logo to the point of I had to look it up to figure yeah. out what it was. And then no, I realized, and then once, once I knew it was a Kia, the the logo you know made sense to me like it still says kia but like i thought it was some new car brand that was out there so to the people who made the new kia logo well done i think you crushed yes. it yeah yeah to to take the k and then the i and the a and then kind of make them look like it's a 
it's it's a like a dual symbol or something. I don't know. It looks really cool. Yeah, it kind of looks like. And I don't know why, but I don't. Upward down, upward side, upside down in sort of yeah thing on it. Yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. interesting. I don't want to like Kia, but I do. I'm starting to like it. <laughs> the Telluride, dude. The Telluride looks pretty sick, man. Why do you not want to like I don't know. Just when I was when I was younger, I'm just like I didn't. I don't like Lexus. I didn't like when I first saw um, the early Kias. I was like, oh, these are gross, man. Um, <laughs> so I refuse to like Lexus. Right. I refuse to like Kias and Hyundai's. But man, Kias really like. I don't know. Turning me around. It's crazy. It's funny. So, all right, so what I do we got next? The real question is, do I do I buy both trucks? Like, do I sell a kidney and get the second truck and then sell it? Well, dude, I mean, do you have any no resale? I have two kidneys. There. I've got two kidneys. It's fine. Well, do, you, do you have any? Are you are you beholden to any no resale stuff? Because the F-150 Lightning, there people are being held to that. These are normal uh, It's trucks. not a Lightning. It's a normal truck. I know. I'm just asking. Want. This is America. I don't know what the... Okay. Well, okay. Say that about the F one fifty Lightning because Lightnings are probably made in China. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna bow out of this conversation. Go ahead. Uh, opinion, no, they, they no, don't usually put shackles on you for traditional vehicles. Maybe I don't know. I haven't bought a new car in this current market climate. All right, I'd be buying it in Iowa anyways. They wouldn't even know. <laughs> Um, okay, fine. Now that so we're still talking about cars, I'm going to bring this up. I watched a video this morning about the F-150 Lightning. Uh, we talked, I think, maybe last episode, or maybe it was just three of us talking. It's hard to tell the difference sometimes. Um, was it the MKBHD about, one? Uh, it wasn't. Uh, but okay. it was uh, some other random, non-super popular YouTuber. In fact, I'm pretty sure it was a dealership, which made me very happy because I like dealerships. Uh, <laughs> they put like a Boo. leveling kit on the F-150 Lightning, and then they put 34-inch tires. So we talked about leveling kits, I think, a little bit before. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think the percentage of range decline was? We talked about this last time, I think. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was like 20%. Well, did we? So this yeah. was this yeah. one. They tested this vehicle before and after yeah. on this leveling kit, and it it was it was around like thirteen percent for this particular lightning. So oh, I thought okay. that was a pretty good trade off. It's like they lost like thirty miles or something. Now, granted, they didn't have the extended range, so the mileage was completely terrible. It was like from two twenty to like one ninety or something. So yeah. I, I that was terrible. But uh, if I'm buying from an a EV, percentage standpoint, not terrible. Yeah, and I'm trying to make this make sense in my brain because I don't do this with with ICE, with internal combustion engine vehicles. But if I'm buying an EV, I'm picking every option that gives me the longest range. And then Absolutely. I'm not making any adjustments to the vehicle that are going to decrease the range. I don't I care what the wheels look like. I want the extra 70 miles. And I honestly think the people that pay extra for larger wheels and get 70 less miles on their EV are dumb. Sorry. Yeah. I'm going to judge you hard when I see those hard <laughs> my truck that i'm never gonna get to getting like six to seven hundred miles out of the tank because that's what it's gonna get so that's dude cool. yeah when you're only getting 250 or 300 why are you taking 60 less miles for a different type of wheel seriously cool bro it makes no sense to me you're you're it's literally it's just hey, i care so bro. much more about how this wheel looks than actually getting places why do people turn guns sideways whenever they're, you know, firing? Oh my gosh, because you have to look cool when you're mowing you down. Have to look like, cool. That's, I almost hey. made a, an incredibly insensitive joke. So I'm just going to stop do that. that there. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> no, but I know. Uh, okay. uh, 
We got to yeah. move on. We're talking about cars too okay. much. Not a car podcast. Sorry, guys, Our a other no, podcast not. that we haven't created yet is going to be a car podcast. But I know right a now, guy. Tech podcast. <laughs> what do we got? I could, be, I could be the voice of reason or the unreasonable mm, voice of things. I disagree. You're thinking about buying. That's well, one trucks. of them. You are not the voice of reason. Well, I thought about telling you guys the cool story about how we got the Smithsonian Institute, but I don't know how much time we have. And y'all should probably just go uh, go read it. Okay, well, we can do that. I'll bring up something yeah. else because I have a bunch of stuff up. Okay. So Valorant, uh, are y'all familiar with Valorant? We talked about it as a video mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Uh, so Valorant well, is a lot like our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So Valorant is a lot like Counter-Strike, which is a game that I think most people on the podcast probably know that uh, I have played for over 20 years. Uh, 22 years, actually, to be exact. And so Valorant is a newer game from Riot Games. There's people who make League of Legends. Um, it is a good game as well. Um, not as good as Counter-Strike. Sorry, but it is good. Runs on low NPCs, free to play, yada, yada, yada. Well, voice chat is very important in these competitive games, meaning you have to communicate strategy and updates. You have to you know, relay information, etc. One of the major issues with competitive games, and this has always been true, is abusive chat, whether that is typed or spoken, mm-hmm. uh, et cetera. Well, how do you police this? It's always, it's always been a problem. It's how do you police this? Like you can report people for abusive chat, but how do you, how do AI you chat bots. check it? Well, it's not going to be too far off. Valorant is basically, or Riot, I guess rather is a better way to put this, although PC Gamer stated it as Valorant will start listening to your voice chat in July. So they are going to, they're using this in order to train a language model for future disruptive behavior reports. So in order to validate your report of this person is being a not nice person, they're going to be listening to the chats. The funny, funny thing that I got out of this now, it's I'll take opinions about this from a second, but Reddit never lets us down. And the and the second uh, most upvoted comment says Valorant is about to hate teenage boys, which I thought was <laughs> so appropriate for, for this. It was so good uh, because for those of you who don't play online games, teenage boys say the worst possible things. The worst. They have no filter, Dude. and None. they are agged on by the game itself. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That's not even, dude, it's not even that they have no filter. It's like they try to say the worst possible, most offensive oh, yeah. thing. Like, I don't think that's normally what they think. They Well, may, it probably is, actually. I'm just saying that's not normally how they talk, and I don't actually know what I'm saying here. I think the you're right. There's no filter. The filter's removed, and then it's extra bad. Dude, there was well, several times. Like, yeah. That's the big thing. The, the, but the Them being yeah, anonymous how do you, is the scary part. Well, and the challenge is, so, like, I have very, very little firsthand experience doing, you know, having these kinds of uh, experiences as of late. But um, Daniel and I were playing Splitgate, uh, gosh, like nine months ago or something like that. And these two guys, we were, yeah, it's been a long time. These two guys we were playing, we were in some like two on two match or something. Just absolutely vulgar, you know, racial slurs, all kinds of just insane things about, you know, my mom and whatever, right? And, yeah. and they don't even know your mom. Like, how are they right. coming up? Yeah, they don't even know her. My goodness. And then you go and you report yeah, I don't them. Know my mom. And Daniel said something uh, something to them about how inappropriate they were being or whatever, and talked a little bit of trash, but he wasn't saying anything like 
bad. He was just like, you know, you I, love, disgusting I love or Daniel whatever. I love like, Daniel's I can fix this. Children, but, children, but you are not being appropriate. Right <laughs> exactly. But he told them he was going to report them. And so I think what they did immediately is whenever we left the game, he reported them. I reported them. They also reported us. Reported we didn't get to you. play for 30 minutes. Yeah, yep. they, re- they reported us. So we couldn't play get for another Get dumped on, old people. (laughs) Right? Absolutely dominated by the children. That's what happened just then. Right, I know. So (laughs) I'm like, well, geez, that's not cool. Um, So (laughs) having the AI bot thing probably is a good idea because then it's just like, you know, he said, she said. Um, But you you would think that if they're being jerks, they're going to be the ones constantly getting reported. And hopefully Valorant, Riot, whatever, would do something about it. But it really bothered me that they were doing what they were doing, and then I didn't get to play. <laughs> yeah, usually things don't happen. <laughs> but then I moved on with my life and didn't care. I mean, Splitgate is such a smaller title with a smaller dev team that they yeah, have to true. they have to do things differently. But like, here's the thing: there are a lot of people, a significant number of people, who stop playing or just don't play competitive games because of how toxic it is. I mean, yeah. here's the thing, man. It's bad. You're yeah, 100%. You are joining you are joining a game for anywhere from 30 minutes to an hour on average for these various competitive games that you can't leave without penalty and you might end up with a terrible person on your team or people on the oh, other yeah. team. The game might be super lopsided. So if you're not winning, it's kind of like when you go play, you know, you know, Beulie for you, like the, like a pickup game with a singular basketball gym, meaning sure. you get to play next. Right. So if you start yeah. to lose or if you start playing poorly, your teammates starts, you know, or your teammates start ragging on you. Typically that doesn't like, happen. Very though. normal. It's the other thing. way around. I'm usually like, I mean, play defense. yeah, like you're you're playing great. They're terrible. So you start laying into them. Is. Either way, exactly. you know what I'm saying. And that's <laughs> that's what's going on with this, you know, with gaming. And on top of that, I've said this for years as what I, I just call myself a former athlete. Most of the gamers you're playing against are not former athletes. And I don't think they know how to handle the downsides of competition well. And like mm. the worst parts of people come out. And so a lot of people just avoid playing because of how toxic it is, or they stop playing. And that obviously hurts Riot's business model. So they have a very, very direct reason why they need to start policing this in some way, shape, or form. Because all it takes is one person to get five people to, to quit the game entirely. Yeah. So, well, you know. In it, in, yeah, because I, I agree wholeheartedly. And I think what ends up happening is you get people that don't want to play with chat and then it decreases the, um, the, the capability, the fun, the functionality of how they designed it. And the only time you ever do chat is when you're on a private discord with friends. And so the only time the game is ever really played the way it should be played from a multiplayer perspective is when you can get together with friends. And that's yep. not ideal. You want to be able to do that with random people on the internet, but it just sure. doesn't work. So you can play whenever the spots come up. And, and you know, while we're talking yeah. about voice chat, I'm going to put a little bit of a, I guess, sort of a plug. I mean, they're not a sponsor of the show. However, if you'd like to be, please reach out to us. Um, I came across a software recently. It was actually recommended by one of my coworkers called crisp.ai. Have either one of you heard of this? What? Say it again. Crisp.ai. And it's crisp with a K. No. 
So what this is, and uh, there's other software like it, like NVIDIA actually makes one as well. And it's... Oh, Krispy Kreme as a service. Yeah, it's Krispy Kreme as a service. It's the greatest thing in the world. No, what it is, is it is an audio platform where you basically install it and you make it your default audio to go through. In fact, I'm using it right now um, to go through this podcast. And it will eliminate things like background noise, typing, etc from my mic while talking to you guys or oh. if i enable it you it'll actually this. eliminate it yeah i think i sent it to either you, you two guys or you, maybe you sent, it, you sent it to us i think it, I, uh, I think it was just sevops but um yeah i looked at it the name didn't stick with me but that sounded cool so so have you toyed around with it I have using it right now, right? So I'm using it right now yeah i'm cool. using it right now and so what's interesting is that i was um playing Counter-Strike and I had, I had I had connected it to Discord, which was actually my main reason for, for being interested in it. And my buddy's dog started, I guess, barking in the background. And he was like, hey, um, he was like, man, he just lost his mind. And I was like, what are you talking about? And he goes, he was like, yeah, you, you didn't hear that? Like my dog just started losing its mind right next to me. Well, I had had awesome. the, and, and other people in Discord heard it. Well, I had had the, like, not just my mic filter turned on, but I had my audio filter turned on too. So it actually eliminated his background. Whoa. Yeah, Holy it was cow. wild. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And so one, the reason why my coworker was using it is he has kids at home. You know, he's got, he's got three little girls and, you know, they're running around during the summer being real loud. And it actually was kind of stressing his wife out for how loud they were being uh, because you know, daddy's working, right? So he, she had to keep saying that to the kids. Well, he actually showed her a before and after with the enabled and disabled, and it lowered her stress levels because it wasn't coming through on the mic with everyone being really loud. So it's just a pretty cool little piece of technology. Um, I will say there's like a free usage of it that's like maybe 60 minutes a day, or you can pay uh, monthly or yearly. I just went ahead and bought a yearly subscription to it because it was like 60 bucks. And, uh, and giving it a try. So it's pretty cool, in particular for the thing you run into a problem with while gaming. Every one of us has a mechanical keyboard. So mm. you can sometimes hear the, the, the angry game playing through the mechanical keyboard noises. Now, my mic doesn't typically pick it up because I have it set up in a specific way to do it. But I just thought it'd be a cool thing to try anyways. So I, uh, I did try doing it. But I did learn while setting this up. Another one of my friends uses a, a thing. It's called NVIDIA Broadcast. And they have something very similar. So if you have like a newer NVIDIA card, like a 3000 series or newer, which is the newest at the moment, uh, they actually support a similar type of software, I think for free, actually, uh, to be able to, to do a similar type of thing through their AI. So anyways, pretty cool thing using it right now. Uh, thought it was thought it was a really cool idea. And I think it's a really cool use of technology for like AI use. And I think in the future, this type of assisted stuff, whether that's video, which they, the NVIDIA broadcast can do as well, it can help improve your video quality, or it's audio, whatever, cutting out noise, improving the sound of, of maybe mics, you know, whether they're high end or lower end mics. I think those are great uses of, of AI that I'm starting to see come around as applicable. So anyways, a little pitch for, uh, for Chris.ai that seems to be pretty good so far. You sound Very smarter cool. too. Yeah. Well, that that was the goal, you know. I will say needed, though, needed a little bit of help. Yeah, I will say. So per, before you were using this, occasionally I could hear like if you flipped your mic up or down to mute or whatever. Haven't heard that at all. Um, and it does. It sounds really it. clean. Sounds really clean, dude. 
Nice. That's well, very another cool. endorsement. Check. That's what I got. Okay. Tyler, you got anything else? Um, or have you moved no. on to work? I feel like we've lost you. Are you reading something? Yeah, you kind of lost me. It's it's a com- yeah, it's work stuff. I'm getting lots of emails. This is going to be a very busy week, especially if uh, one of these um, unicorn trucks actually shows up because we got to get out of Dodge on Friday. Yeah, we do. But, don't tell uh, the people, but we're going on a big trip on Friday. Don't tell the people. See, we'll get to do ours in person. Only Russ. Well, yeah. Russ, you should just come along. You'll have a truck. Anybody with a truck? I have a truck today, bro. <laughs> Always, I don't have a truck. <laughs> Old truck. Disappointing. <laughs> you have a you have a bus. Oh, dude, sorry. Um, just need to just need to say this one part. Uh, Top Gun Maverick eclipsed a billion dollars mm-hmm. in the movie theater. Whoa! We Insane. haven't seen it yet. We being my wife and I. Go see someday, it, bro. Go see no, it. probably not. Don't have time. This week's going to be a crap show, as we say. Okay. Uh, Shut her down, I guess. You gotta go. Yep. Nope. Sorry. I'm uh, I'm checking out, which means this episode of the Tech Breakfast Podcast has come to an end. Thanks for joining us, y'all. Thanks for listening, subscribing. There will be many, many more of these to come. I feel confident in saying that because it's fun. And we hope you think so, too. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> <Later>. Bye. Bye. <laughs>